The following podcast contains naughty words, naughty themes, and a cat named Ernie. Hi, Rich here. It's our season finale. Season, series, whatever you want to call it. But effectively, this is where it all comes to an end for now. But we are planning on coming back in the future. Jimmy's got to go back to his homeland and stand in the middle of the plains and clap. For now, though, we are going to end on a high. We've chosen a film which is potentially one of the most popular films that's ever been made. Uh, We promised to do it justice and not rip it apart, but we're going for Star Wars Episode 4, A New Hope, starring Harrison Ford, Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, Kenny Baker, Yoda, and other people because there's so many people in it. It's a well-loved film that has been around in popular culture for a very long time. We are really looking forward to watching it. Effectively, the princess gets captured and there's a rescue party to try and get her back. And then they, they fly around in little spaceships going pew, pew, pew at each other. And there's a big bear slash... I don't know what he is. Anyway, you're going to find out because we'll have done a lot more research into this film by the time we record the podcast. But for now, sit back, stick your headphones in, get your washing up done and enjoy Rich and Jimmy Watch Star Wars Episode 4, A New Hope. So when I recorded that little intro then, I pressed stop and Jimmy pointed out that Yoda's not in this one. So I retract that. So this film does not have Yoda in it. Still, anyway, stick your headphones in and just enjoy it for what it is. I'm sure there's Ewoks or something you can get on board with. Jimmy, are there Ewoks? Nope. Right, okay, so there's not Ewoks. No, that's that's six. This is for all the Jawa lovers out there. Oh yeah, there's Jawas, yeah, and Sand People too. If you're out there loving the Jawas and Sand People, sit back and enjoy. Rich and Jimmy watch episode four, Star Wars, A New Hope. It's a shit podcast if you're going to talk, Jimmy. I'm just wetting my whistle, mate. Getting ready. There we go. <laughs> wetting your whistle. Wetting my whistle. It was dry over. It was parched. It's parched. parched. Oh, there you go. Is that me or are you getting messages? Me, Mr. Popular. I'll pop that on so, side. This is a real good start. Yes. Yeah, so professional. This is a really good start. Glugging that beer. Yeah. Fucking phone's going, going on. off. Phone's on silent. What do you do? First thing when you go to the movies, turn your fucking phone on silent. It's no one rule, isn't it? Idiot. <laughs> You're listening to Rich and Jimmy Watch a Film. Who is this? What's your operating number? <coughs> you watch now, you're gonna fucking show up in this. <laughs> I'm gonna look like it's it. But that'd be funny. That will. To be honest, I actually kind of hope he does. Even if he doesn't, let's just say he does. Yeah. We'll just be like, oh, there he is. There's Yoda. And then everyone listening to it will be like, what? Hang on. We're, We're watching what? this special edition the, of... The super special 25th fucking anniversary of the special edition edition. Superimposed Yoda just saying, in film, I am not. <laughs> Hi, you're listening to Rich and Jimmy watch a film. And as we've mentioned previously tonight, we're watching Star Wars Episode 4 and you hope. Thank yes. you so much for clicking play on our little podcast we do appreciate it Jimmy how are you feeling about watching Star Wars I'm really looking forward to it Rich really really looking forward to it I love the original trilogy massive massive fan of it and it's been a couple of years I'd say since I'd seen it so it'd be nice to go back and revisit it and nice to sit here with you on our our season finale having a few having a few vinos I was working out today. How long ago, I think it I was. thought you were just going to say, I was working out today, and I was going to say... No, no Jimmy. <laughs> no. no the, uh, the days of me being the Portsmouth Schwarzenegger are well and truly gone now. Done. My working out days... Um, yep, you and me both. But what I was working out, Jimmy, mm-hmm. was um, how long ago it was that I saw the Star Wars films. I, I say the Star Wars... Okay, Full disclosure here, I'm not a Star Wars fan. Mm-hmm. I don't dislike them. Yep. I appreciate them. They're very nostalgic for me because I watched them as a child. But I wouldn't say I am ingratiating myself in the lore of Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. So, the last time I watched this, I think, was about 28 years ago. Wow. Mm. Shit. And what about the others? So, there's, you know, obviously in the Sky Skywalker 
saga, whatever the fuck Disney's calling it now. Um, there's like nine films, the, the original three, then the prequel three, and then the newest ones they've done. Have you seen any of the others? Or I have seen every Star yep. Wars film. I haven't seen Rogue One. Okay. Oh, it's good. That's a Star Wars film. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sweet. But, it, but isn't that alongside... So it, it, it ends where episode four that we're about to watch begins. Ah, so it's a prequel to episode four. So it's, it's episode three. Uh, it's in between. It's episode 3.5. Right. Yeah, or maybe not even that because episode three is a fair while back. But yeah, it's like basically the mission and everything before A New Hope that like the, the rebels undertake. You know, so basically when we get into this, like, you know, at this beginning, there's like the secret plans to the Death Star. Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jimmy. <laughs> to all the people who haven't seen this fucking movie released in 1977. Um, 1977 yeah man wow it's an old film isn't it that was also the um, this is my one and only Star Wars fact for the evening I might come up with some more oh, but... you... Sam Neil, your facts <laughs> all over the Tascam <laughs> premature factulation 1977 was also the uh, the year of the last public execution by guillotine in France yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah that's my one and only fact but yeah so anyway um <laughs> I love this. We're a couple of minutes into the podcast. Yeah, let's just talk about the French guillotine. The guillotine. So I, I, I've mentioned that I'm not too a fay with Star Wars. I watched it as a child. Mm-hmm. When, when a new Star Wars film comes out, I very much would go to the cinema to see it. It's an event, um, right? I remember going once to one... We mentioned it in a previous podcast where Darth Vader at the end goes, No! Oh, yeah, yeah, in episode oh. three, yeah. That's a joke, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's not great. It's not great. Do they really fucking um, do Darth Vader right at the end of Rogue One? And there's just this fantastic scene of, like, there's all the rebel fighters are, like, all waiting and they know it's fucking Darth Vader coming. He, he boards onto the ship and they're all waiting with their guns and it's all in pitch black. And then his red lightsaber just comes out and just illuminates him. And you've been waiting the whole film to see him. And it's the very close in the last 30 seconds. But it's like a horror film. He's just there and it just illuminates him all in this music. Like the big crescendo. He just fucks everybody up, man. Just cuts through them like like a hot knife through butter. He grabs one guy with the force, slams him into the roof, squashes him. Lightsaber through the next bloke. like, And they're all trying to shoot the lasers at him. He's just not having any of it. Just... And that's in episode three, Rogue One. <laughs> Episode 3.5. Episode 3.5. 5 Rogue One, yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of everything they've done outside of the original trilogy, aside from, like, you know, The Mandalorian Goes Hard, the the TV show that they did, that's fantastic. That's the one that you can get on Disney+. Plus. Yes. Right. I've heard amazing things from that. So fucking good. The kids at school absolutely love it. So in my school, everyone gets a laptop. And on mine, I've got a sticker of Baby Yoda. Uh Uh-huh. For no other reason than some kid put it on my laptop give you on. but I've kept it on there and the amount of kids that get excited they go oh my god you've got baby Yoda on your laptop and I'm like have I? <laughs> <laughs> I'm too cool and they look crushed as if Darth Vader had <laughs> I don't know what it's called I was, I was going to try and make a nice Star Wars reference there Force Chogan there we go let me say that again cleanly I'm going to keep can, can you cleanly talk about uh, Force Chogan a child? Oh, no you <laughs> So I've done research because I wanted to do this justice. I know how much people love this film. I promise that we're not going to rip it apart and upset anyone that loves it. We're not going to call anyone that likes it dickheads or... No, shit, no. I'm excited to watch it. Um, I remember watching this when I was younger. And I remember loving it. Which is why I've always got a soft spot for it. However, I'm really hungry. (laughs) Me too. Dude, I'm so fucking hungry. It's, it's ten to ten. Yeah, Jimmy. let's. We haven't even put the film on. Let's yet. let's let's get some grub served. I up, think man. that would be a, an absolutely great idea. By the way, we're around Jimmy's tonight. We're not yet at mine, which yeah. is why you can most probably hear um, motorbikes, buses, and wind <laughs> chimes. Uh, there we go. Got to have Jimmy's yeah. wind chimes. There we go. That's what I'm going to do every time I get a new fact or ring the wind chimes. So it will be nice and quiet. <laughs> So, Jimmy, feed me. <laughs> I certainly will, mate. We've got some garlic bread, and we've also got a nice big heaping bowl of mushroom ham and... Uh, sorry, mushroom bacon and leek risotto. Well, I'm going to press stop. Let's tuck in. Let's do it. A chat over dinner. The thing, obviously, when you're doing a risotto is you're standing over it for ages, just letting it take up all the liquid. Yeah, I'm just stirring it and just constantly adding, you know, a ladle at a time of liquid, letting it take it up. But it's torturous. 
because you're watching it all come together and you can smell how good it is and you're just waiting, waiting, waiting. But this has turned out fucking delicious. Oh, my word. Mm. Yes, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, this is a good risotto. 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 All the Italian listeners are just like, fuck this guy. Is risotto Italian then? Uh, yeah, I would say risotto is Italian. Okay, well. Uh, I mean, I hope so. That's why I paired it with the garlic bread. <laughs> that's, why, that's why I paired it with the noodles. <laughs> uh, all the Italian listeners are just fucking getting ready to wring my neck. Just, ah, fuck it, this guy. So, we usually do, have you seen anything recently, etc. Mm. I feel like as this is the end of the series, mm. Jimmy, what's been your highlight of doing this podcast? Ooh, damn, that's a good one, man. Have you been thinking about this? No, no, no. Yeah, it just came to, yeah. to you then, man. Yeah. That's fucking very good. Well done. Some good improv. Um, Thank you very much. (laughs) Um, See, I put you on the spot so you have to think so I can eat. You can, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Think about your own answer. No dead air, Jimmy. (laughs) Go, go, go. Mate, my highlight, I think of this, has probably been just seeing the, the interaction from people, just watching it come on and the listenership just sort of building... It's been that, I think, man, honestly. that um, the, the Just the fact that there's been such a positive response from people. Yeah. Obviously, you know, getting drunk with you is fucking great as well. <laughs> I think I think for me, knowing people have listened is a good thing. We've had a lot of fun doing this. Mm. I genuinely love doing this. The actual process itself, you know, recording these and getting together with you, you know, having a delicious meal, having a drink, watching watching a movie and going into it the way that we do. I, I absolutely love that. That's a given. So yeah, into so that's you know, our favourite our favourite thing we've gotten from doing this. What would be the favourite film of yours out of the eleven films that we've watched for this? So my favourite film will always be Jurassic Park. I don't I, I just Of all time, not even that we we've watched. I don't want to say of all time because I've often thought like what would be my top five, top ten, etc. And I can throw films into that, depending on my mood. Mm-hmm. So if I'm feeling in a slightly nostalgic mood, yep. oh yeah, Jurassic Park is the best film I ever saw. Yep. However, it's not. I've seen better films than Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. without a doubt, 100%. So it's, it's, it's what you want from a film at that time. And that's Definitely. why when you see people who have gone, this is my top 10 films, mm. that's why for me... It's an ever-changing thing, isn't it? As you said, with mood... It ebbs and flows, like depending on on what you're feeling and what you want from something. On the spot now, you're five seconds. Best film you've ever seen? Go five, four, three, two, one. Clockwork Orange. How about you? Five, four, three, two, one. Evil Dead Two. Yeah, sweet. We do. We talked quite a lot about that one last week, didn't we? I think for me, Evil Dead Two was the turning point where I realised that horror films aren't just about scaring you. They're yeah. about trying to scare you a little bit. Actually, you have a bit of fun. Yeah, absolutely. And you see it all the time now. Whenever you watch a horror film, you can see these moments of just pure joy where you're like, that's really funny. Yeah. And I think horror works because of these moments of humour. So you go, ha ha, that's really funny. Oh my God, that's disturbing as fuck. Mm-hmm. Jason Voorhees in Jason X swinging people against a tree in a sleeping bag to kill them that's funny as fuck yeah and it's the hologram but it's also not funny mm. you know I mean is it because like like that actual scene the from the original 5 or 6 with Kane Hodder swinging that sleeping bag it is fucking brutal Absolutely. and it's just weights and blood packs in the sleeping bag he's a big lad isn't he Kane Hodder he's a fucking huge dude man even now he's a beast like he's you know he's, he must be in his 60s or something he's still massive we had um, we had Barry Dodds on our Parapod episode. Mm-hmm. You know, one of my personal favourite episodes. Um, but there's a really funny story about when he met Kane Hodder, and he went in. And you know, these comic cons you can pay fifty dollars or whatever. Yeah, and you can go back and have your photo taken. Mm-hmm. So, would you like a photo of me, Kane Hodder, or would you like the Jason photo? So Barry Dodds has gone. Well, I'd like the Jason photo, please. So Kane Hodders grabbed him around the neck and lifted him off the floor. Holy shit. And Barry Dodds is not a small chap. And they had the photo. And apparently, if you look at the photo, which is available, you can see that Barry Dodds fears for his life. And it's such a good photo. That's fucking sick, though, yeah. as well. Like, like from, from Kane Hodders' bit as well, because 
that that's fan service. Like the people who are going to see you love you for what was it three four times that you played Jason. That is a sick bit of fan service to give them that moment of like fuck, like you know, yeah, that that is amazing. So it's fortuitous that we've uh, brought up Friday the Thirteenth because we're currently in the process of working out mm-hmm. our Halloween special. That's right. We've established out of Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween and Friday the Thirteenth. It's going to be Friday the Thirteenth. Yep currently working out which Friday the 13th so the polls on Twitter have been going I think we're down to the final now oh really you don't even know about this Dude, I haven't been keeping tab- I haven't been keeping tabs on it Rich runs the um, the Twitter for anyone listening um, Jimmy would you like to know I'd love what the top two Jason films are according to Twitter I'd love to the first one to the final it's Friday the 13th part 5 mm-hmm. a new beginning lovely versus Jason X Nice. And I know from previous discussions with you, you are really going to be rooting for Jason X. I, you love that one. I fucking love Jason X. Yeah. yeah. It's a great film. It's so silly. <laughs> it's so silly. That's it. This is what we were saying about horror films, though. Mm-hmm. It is silly. Yeah. But it's also really scary. It takes all that tension that you get in Alien, etc. But it's ridiculous yeah. oh let's take the DNA of Jason Voigt into space and then fucking recreate him using the machine and not expect to die <laughs> absolutely it is so low budget as well I mean it's been a while since I've seen it but I remember it being quite low budget yeah um, that's sick though man that's a good good little double header so there's our Halloween special that will be coming out on October the 31st Right before you go to Australia, Jimmy. That would be in the middle of while I'm in Australia. Oh my god, you're going to be. In- <laughs> I'll be there for two weeks. <laughs> so that one might not come out because I'm not sure if they've got the internet in Australia. <laughs> Press play and let's watch Star Wars. Woo! <laughs> Still going. <laughs> you got to. You got to. There we go. Time to watch the film. And we're off. Star Wars Episode 4, A New Hope. Here Jimmy, season finale. Cheers, Richard. Click those wines. Yeah, yeah. Iconic. Absolutely iconic. Episode 4, A New Hope. It is a period of civil war. Rebel spaceships striking from a hidden base have won their first victory against the evil Galactic Empire. During the battle, rebel spies managed to seal secret plans to the Empire's ultimate weapon, the Death Star, an armoured space station with enough power to destroy an entire planet. Pursued by the Empire's sinister agents, Princess Leia races home aboard her starship, custodian of the stolen plans that can save her people and restore freedom to the galaxy. Bring it on. Fucking Bring clap. it on. Clap in again. Bring it on. Did you know the scrolling <laughs> credits? This is one of my facts. You ready? Scrolling credits were inspired by the 1930s to 40s Flash Gordon series. Oh. Where every episode had scrolling credits. Yeah, okay. So they stole it from that. I mean, uh, George Lucas definitely lifted a lot of things making this series for sure. I feel like all my facts that I've known are going to be in the first few minutes and then I'll sit <laughs> silently for the rest of the film. <laughs> Who's this guy? That's Darth Farmer. Darth? Um, from from oh. episode one when we covered the games. <laughs> when you got that excellent audio. <laughs> <laughs> David Prowse? David Prowse played... Darth Vader, like he, the the physical guy. Physical, and you know who else he played? He was in Clockwork Orange. You know the you know the writer whose wife gets assaulted oh, yeah. and dies. You know when Alex Delage ends up back at the house yeah. later on after he's been cured, and he has that giant manservant. That's him. Oh wow! Yeah, with the glasses, and he's in that like tank top and that with the big muscles, and he's carrying Alex around. That's him. What? So Darth Vader's played by. David Prowse, but voiced by James Earl Jones. Yes. Do you know who was um, originally thought would be a good Darth Vader? <laughs> like the voice, you mean? Yeah. Orson Welles. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Originally, they were going to get Orson Welles to do it. 
I think, like, he, he as well, he was well past his prime by the time this would have come out, I think, wasn't it? Like, 70s and 80s, Orson Welles was, like, not the same man that did the War of the Worlds, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For such, like, a badass, like, intimidating, you know, like, lord of the fucking galaxy, like, that... That his underling there was like talking back to him, and then the other dude just like interrupted him. It was just like he's mid sentence. He's like, "Lord Vader, like surely he would have more cloud around him." <laughs> where people are like, "Yo, he's a he becomes such a more like intimidating figure." Whereas there, people are like quite offhandedly just having exchanges. Yeah, just having exchanges and everything with him. Like fucking, no one's gonna interrupt Darth Vader. And you know as well, like when they released this originally, it was just Star Wars. And it made no money. Really? Yeah. It just, like, nothing. So then they tagged on... A producer said to him, was like, people go to sequels because they think that's a popular thing. So he made it, instead of being, like, number two, he made it number four because then that makes people think, like, that's how dumb people are. Like, you know, it made everyone think, oh, fuck, like, it's episode four, like, I better get on that. Weren't they all books in advance? And he, they just went, well, let's just start from number four. No, no, no. He, this is all Lucas that's quite clever then yeah. yeah yeah for sure and then it killed and then it absolutely became this touchstone like the first time when he released it in cinemas yeah nothing and then calling it episode 4 A New Hope it did really fucking well you know again with the way that people interrupt Darth Vader and everything there but what he becomes you know um, George Lucas never had like he, he likes to pretend like he had some huge fucking grand plan when he first started he didn't um, and you can tell when you watch the when you watch episode four, like by episode five, like Empire Strikes Back, definitely the wheels were cranking full spin um, for a full on series. But like with this first one, fucking no way, absolutely no way. I don't think so anyway. This is the Jawas, isn't it? That's the Jawas. So the dudes playing the Jawas were paid six dollars fifty a day. Were they little people as well? Ah, I know this. No, the children. The children. There's there one go. guy who plays the main Jawa, who apparently was Kenny Baker's friend. Right. Aside from that, the rest of them are all children. That makes sense. Okay. Imagine being a kid and doing this. That must have been fucking sick, getting dressed up like this and like with robots and shit. Like that must have been amazing. So you'd be what fifty now, wouldn't you? Yeah. Imagine if you were fifty now and you were able to watch this film back and go, "That's me there. That's me yeah. there." With your, oh, gra- with your grandkids, just like... If, you, if you're listening to this and you don't know what a Jawa is, I don't know either, really, but they're little sand people who wear, like, hoodies. They're, and they're little, little, hooded, little hooded robes. They're, like, they're scrappers. And, like, they go, they travel around the desert in these mad big fucking vehicles that we can see now. I used to know what that vehicle is called. What is it? Um, it's yeah. not sand crawler. It's fucking... It was a sand crawler. It was? Sand crawler. Yeah, ah, fucking nailed it. Um... See, ring the bell every time I got a fact. Sorry, I took my hat off there. Jimmy got a fact. I got a fact. Ring the bell. So the Jawas have a sand crawler. Here's a really cool thing that I found out. Mm-hmm. This was filmed near the Algerian border, and to transport a lot of the equipment around, they used military vehicles, and then they knocked up, like obviously, like a life-size sand crawler. So the Algerian government got a bit twitchy and sent their military to inspect, thinking that this was all part of an elaborate plan to invade. Wow. Isn't that cool? It, that's amazing. And they do, and they are very military-looking. Like, they've got tank tracks and everything. Yeah, yeah. You know, they've got those caterpillar tracks on them. Um, but, I mean, they're huge. Like, the scale of those things is fucking ridiculous how big they are. Like, they're an incredible bit of kit. I mean, you, you would be shitting yourself, though, if you saw a fucking fleet of them at the border. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> be like the Trojan horse, wouldn't it? It was full of people to jump out and go, excuse me, mind if we have your country. <laughs> all this in the background here, all that is edited in on this new version. None of this used tell. to be there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it just used to be like the guys walking. The guys walking on the left, that was all there, but everything else has been edited in because he was like, oh, it's too sparse. But it's like, I prefer it without that shit in there. Yeah. It's cluttered. The thing is, this is a film from 1977. Mm. That is obviously a computer-generated yeah. monster thing that they're from the 2000s. On. It doesn't sit well. No, it doesn't. It doesn't and, sit well. And the shots would have looked better without it. You you framed the shots without something in them for a reason. Like negative space can work. Like it's meant to look desolate. 
So whose they choice were, is that to stick those things? It was in? Lucas. Lucas went on this huge fucking trip, like re-editing all these around the time when the the Phantom Menace was coming out because he wanted to get all these updated computer-generated images in there, or CGI, CGI if you want to be lazy about it. I agree, though. I do think it looks they, so out of place. It, it's rubbish. Just before they threw in those animated monster things that those stormtroopers were riding, they showed a robot inside the sand crawler, which was effectively a man in a cardboard box. The one walking, walking yeah. There's one here, actually. As we're looking, like, Mark Hamill's just walking down to speak to some lady, and there's a a guy just wandering around with a cardboard box on his head, which has been painted to look like a robot. Yeah. Like, at least R2-D2 there, you know, is animatronic. But again, they still had Kenny Baker jammed in that little thing, like, that must have been horrible in that. Like, he's in there toning it and everything, like. I mean, horrible at the time, but he's most probably still dining out on... Oh, absolutely, dude. Like, sure. If he went to Comic-Con... Yo, mate, he's huge. Like, Kenny Baker is a big ticket. That's... (laughs) (laughs) Jimmy... That's exactly the point. There's no way that he would be able to get that part if he was huge. That's why they hired him. Yeah, okay, that's a good joke. That's a good joke. Um, Thank you for your critique. (laughs) That is a good joke. So that's Mark Hamill. Obi-Wan Kenobi? Alec McGuinness. Alec McGuinness. He's a bit of a legend, isn't he? Yeah, he is, but I'll be honest, I don't know. I mean, he's old here in 1977. He's obviously before my time. I don't think I've ever seen him in anything before. But he's like a thespian actor. But he he hated all this. He oh. did it for a paycheck. He he always hated it. He just thought it was... What, there was a quote of his where he was just like, it's just a bunch of science mumbo-jumbo. Science mumbo-jumbo is much better than sci-fi. <laughs> As a, a genre. I mean, I'm not quoting him directly there at all. Don't attribute that to um, the late Alec McGuinness. But he said something to that effect. It just he's, he's dead or he's... Just not on time. Uh, no, he's pregnant. He's missed his period. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Jimmy. Wow. Good. Good. So, wow. Pregnant Alec McGuinness. Yeah. We didn't see that one coming, did we? That little piece of music is very emotive to me. I haven't heard that for a very long time. And just as I started playing, I went, oh, I feel... I feel like this is this means something to me. Yeah, and and it's the same music as playing when he's like when he's like he's looking at the two sons sitting over Tatooine, and it's that really nice thing him deciding like because it's that fork in the road for him. I'm gonna go now and like do everything I want to, and I have to leave everything else behind because there's the greater calling. You watch this and you watch everything else that the series became. There wasn't the grand plan when this was made. And Leia kisses Luke. And yeah, and they brought sister, sister. Yeah, never brought up again. That's the big one, the incest thing. That's the big one that like gives it away that there was no grand plan. And obviously they don't know. Yeah, fine. But then why put it in the why put it in the movie if there was the grand plan? And then why never address it again? Surely that's gonna be weird the next time you see each other when you know that you're gonna be like, hey, like that was pretty crazy. That's pretty hardcore here, where Luke's seeing his auntie and uncle's fucking roasted skeletons. Holy shit, that's, that is dark. Yeah, it's pretty hardcore, man. I remember that scared me a lot as a kid. How do you rate Mark Hamill as an actor? I think he gets better in these as they go on. Yeah. He's not incredible in this. Him as the Joker, though. Like, he, he does the voice of the Joker in like the Batman animated series and like in all the video games. Um, he's done the Joker a lot. He is fantastic as the Joker. Um, like, beyond incredible. And I thought he was good when they brought him back as, like, a disgruntled old Jedi as well in, like, in the the latest three films they made. The Disney ones. Have you seen the Lego Millennium Falcon set they got out now? No. It's, like, it's 700 quid. Wow. But it's... Dude, I'm talking it's about, yeah, four feet by by a foot and a half sort of thing it is fucking huge and you can take it all apart like you build it obviously but then there are sections that are removable so you can see into it and it comes with like you know Han and Han and Chewie and everything like that's very cool and like it's fucking sick man it is a complete work of Odium Falcon um 
I'm just watching uh, this scene here where there is an unnecessary amount of CGI to the point where you know like when we watched Jurassic Park and we said the Blu-ray didn't do any justice because the, yeah. the, the CGI stood out too much and all this has been added in there's no need for it there's no need for it It's it looks shit it does look shit and the thing is as well they did it at the turn of the millennium any CGI from them looks really dated now like and he just went all gung ho thinking it was all fucking great new butte because he was making the because he was making the Phantom Menace and everything and was like oh I finally have the tools to be able to do the things I wanted to you already had the shots filled like that thing in the background there the back of the Mos Eisley container there's just some dirty big lizard stuck in the background there it's not fucking needed it was an establishing shot of the entrance of where they're going through you didn't look at it it's a monstrosity man See, this is, and now we're in the Moss Osley container. This is all just people in suits. That's not, that's really bad CGI. Someone smoking a hookah. That's a new bit that's been added in. Everything else was people in suits. Looks great. Sure enough, looks dated, but it's in camera, so it's keeping with the aesthetic of the rest of it. There's nothing wrong with the film looking dated if it's an old film. Exactly. And now it looks dated on two different fucking levels. Why have you got a couple of bollocks hanging from his chair? Is it a bum? Is it a, yeah... Oh, look, 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 that guy I'm getting really crossed by this CGI Me too, me too It really winds me up And I know how it looks without it You know what I mean? Like, it it just clutters It's unnecessary clutter This, right? Guido's now sitting down with Han Solo There is a huge, there's a massive thing around all this, right? So, in the original Cuts of this Han pulls his gun and just shoots Guido because he's a bounty on a piece Guido's of shit. Guido's this little blue dude. Yeah, 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 or Greedo. It's Greedo or Guido. I think it's Greedo. Because Han's meant to be a good guy, he went back and re-edited. Watch. Han's getting ready to go. Watch Han's head weirdly move because Watsy shoots first instead. Greedo shoots first instead. Oh, yeah. Did you see that? They edited all that in to, because they were like, Han can't shoot first because that would be a murder. They edited his head. And made him go like, you know, weirdly like convulsed to the side so the laser goes over his shoulder and then he snaps back and then shoots him. I feel like when Rob, uh, so we've got a good friend called Rob. Um, hi Rob, if you're listening, which hopefully you will be. Um, I think when Rob finds out what um, version of this film we're watching, he's yeah. going to be quite cross with us. Well, th- that's the thing. That scene is massive, like a massive point of contention among Star Wars fans, and there's the big thing of, like, Han shot first. Is this the one where, um, like, a sand? Like, a, a pit that they almost fall into? In nah, scene? that's... Um, that's Return of the Jedi. That's six, yeah. That's, that's Jabba's floating palace. Boba Fett meets his end. I was sad when Carrie Fisher died. Yeah. As someone who's not a massive Star Wars fan, there was something inherently wonderful about her as a woman. Absolutely. And another little fact I've got. Um, oh, there you go, lying with your one fact at the start. Look at you. Uh, I told you, man, they'd come. I told you they'd come. Ding the bell. <laughs> Carrie Fisher, right, obviously did this. She was in Blues Brothers. I thought, like, that was all she'd really done. I didn't... and. I knew she was obviously iconic, but I thought she was just sort of going off of, like, the Princess Leia royalties and everything else. She didn't have to do really anything else in Hollywood. I'm sure she did other film acting roles I'm not aware of or, like, doesn't come to mind. What I didn't know is she was one of the the number one script doctors in Hollywood. Really? So if you had a script that needed, like, punching up with the jokes, you went to Carrie Fisher. Which is funny. Yeah, that that was what she really got known for in Hollywood. Like in in her later life, was like is is the number one script doctor. That's cool. Which is fucking awesome. Like I know it, when you watch her, she's been on a few TV programs, and when you watch her on them, she's very funny. Yeah, I didn't realize just the extent of how funny she was. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Like the script doctor thing, man, like blew me away. But then when I thought about it, I was like, that makes complete sense Harrison Ford looks cool doesn't he <sighs> did you ever watch the the solo prequels that they made with not Donald Glover Dan yeah he was he was in is it Donald Glover yeah as in American 
no, what's his name? He's got a, he's, he does that amazing song about America. Yeah, um, baby, yeah. baby, um, baby. Why, why can't I? No, no. Why can't baby Gambino, something childish Gambino. Childish Gambino. Yeah, oh my god, I feel so old now. Yeah, there's yeah. us referencing some very cool people. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. What's his name? Johnny Cappuccino. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A baby Chino. I'm not even going to bother editing this out. All right, we got it wrong. His name was Childish Gambino. The uh-huh. song about America is incredible. It's very fucking good. Um, and he... Red Redbone is a tune as well that he did. Um, he's, he's he's good as a rapper, and I mean he's he's incredibly talented as an actor and like as a comedian as well. He's very fucking funny. Oh shit! Have we missed a bit where the guy hits his head? No, no, I've been, I've been. Waiting You've been for waiting this. for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really obvious because because they've because they've overdubbed the sound effect in this version. I was very much about to say, I wonder if they've taken him out. No, they've they've lent into it. They've um, they've added the sound effect. Have they? So there's a comical bonk. Yeah, yeah. You can't miss it now. Amazing. Yeah, that that's one bit they've got right. Mark Hamill's not great in this, is he? Like, not knocking him in anyway. I love Mark Hamill. He seems like such a fucking cool guy. And he's obviously gotten better. He's a very young man in this. I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> sister. Give me a kiss, sister. Do you think there's a deliberate connection in costumes to, say, the Nazi party for this? Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's fascism, yeah. They, yeah, the, the the Galactic Empire are a fascist regime, like a hundred percent. Because they look very much like the sort of SS. Boss, yeah. SS yeah, yeah. It's interesting then that the stormtroopers are white, and mm. not like a dark stormtrooper. I wonder what the thought process was to making them so bright and clean. I guess to stand out against like the backdrops and stuff. But even the name stormtrooper, like. Stormtroopers were a regiment of the um, German war machine in the in the Second World War. Storm stormtroopers were part of their regiments. So it's not even thinly veiled. It's just like here we go. Yeah, the design of the stormtroopers. I'll be honest. Fucked if I know where that comes from. But they are cool. Like they are so iconic. Like oh jeez, looks like my penis. The um, what you just saw there that made you think of your penis was something that looked postulating. Uh-huh. And has an eyebrow. Veiny, yeah, the one-eyed monster. I remember this scene where they're in the... the Come scene. on, pay that. The one-eyed monster. Pretty good. Pretty good. Right, cool. yeah. <laughs> At least you've set your own level. <laughs> Sorry. I remember this scene where they're in like the garbage bit and he's being attacked by an underwater worm thing. Mm-hmm. Or as you prefer to call it... My penis. Your penis. Um, My penis. Really scary. I'm watching it back now, <laughs> yeah. and yeah, all I'm seeing for sure. is that you've wrapped your penis around Mark Hamill and dragged him under the water. <laughs> Suddenly, it's not so scary. Yeah. The scariest bit about this is when the fucking walls start closing. I was spoiling. There it is. <laughs> I mean. It is so fantastic that they left that in. Just the guy hitting his head on the door. I'm emotional, I'm all kinds of bloody, I'm all revved up. Is that because this is the final one of us? Yeah, and I'm drinking red wine, that brings out a lot in me, and we're watching Star Wars, that's stirring up some old emotions as well. It's all going on, mate. You're, you're in for a tidal wave of emotions here tonight. Wow. Post-film chat with just you sobbing going. <laughs> just openly with Bruce me. Willis, Bruce Willis was a ghost in the sixth sense. <laughs> oh, nah. Poor Spoiler alert, by the way. Yeah, but poor old Bruce Willis as well. So, hands up, who would like to know where R2-D2 came from as a name? Jimmy, Pick me, Rich, pick me, pick I, me. I pick you. Go on. George Lucas famously worked on American Graffiti, right? That's correct. Now, you wouldn't necessarily associate American Graffiti with Star Wars. However, you might do. I don't know it. But I do know. <laughs> I mean, only in the way that you know they're both George Lucas films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know this fact. He was once handed, like the the rushes at the end of the day, and someone said to you, said to him, I've got, "Oh, I've got real two dialogue two. Yes, I knew this." And he said, "That sounds cool." 
and turns it into R2-D2 as a name, because originally it, he was going to be called Fred. <laughs> <laughs> and, I actually knew that, and I'd forgotten it, and you awakened that within me. The, yeah, yeah, fucking oath, the dailies at the end. Yeah, real two dialogue two. That's cool though, right? It's so fucking sick. So, Jimmy, mm-hmm. a little bit of a uh, a little bit of a friendship test for you here. <laughs> All right, brace yourself. All right, it's a biggie. Mm-hmm. If you don't answer it correctly, um, maybe there won't be a series two. <laughs> so maybe, no. maybe, maybe it blows up Elderon. I don't know what that means. Is that a Star Wars reference? Elderon? Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. That was Princess Leia's homeworld. That was how they demonstrated the, the Death Star power. I love the fact just before you saw that you sat kneeled. <laughs> I did. I really had to think that because I was like, is it Elderon? Yeah, no, it's Elderon. was All the right. name of the planet. Are you ready? Yeah. What connects Star Wars to my daughter? Uh... No pressure. <laughs> no pressure. Fuck yeah, yeah, I know, I know what it is. I know exactly what it is. Um, Eliza was born on fucking May the fourth, Star Wars Day. Yeah, 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 yeah. May the fourth be with you. May the fourth be with you. Yeah, I remember when it just before she was born, it was May the third. I thought I'm not really into Star Wars, but it would be cool to have a Star Wars baby. <laughs> and there you go, May the fourth. Well, well done. You passed my friendship test. <laughs> there will be because of that. There will be a series two now. So. Um, <laughs> Boom! Boom! Death Star is <laughs> what? That is quite comical. This shot of Grand Moff Tartan or Grand Toff Martin, Grand Moff Tartan. There must be when when he's there, and it's just a shot of him just looking very seriously, and then the whole fucking thing just explodes. It just like hard cuts to the Death Star exploding. Just like see ya, mate. That that was quite a comical shot, and also as well, like yeah, we we probably not spoken enough about the whole thing with the Death Star how could you design an entire planet sized fucking thing uh, like warship that can destroy other planets is that powerful but then there is a series of trenches that leads exactly to an exhaust fan (laughs) that can destroy the entire fucking thing what architect designed that don't press that one button. Yeah. <laughs> blows everything. Like, up. I know that's been explored before. I know that's all new theory, but seriously, like, it is something worth bringing up. It's like the it's like the Tyrannosaurus Rex coming out of its pen in Jurassic Park, stepping out level, and then all of a sudden it's 40 foot drop. It's the same kind of logical leap you have to take to be like, why the fuck do they. Like, who designed that? And who okayed that? Yeah. Dickheads. Yeah. <laughs> Look at Luke Skywalker here, man, at the end. He's coming out. He's like, he's just won the fucking PGA Golf Tour. He's got the fucking... <laughs> got the yellow jacket. The fucking, he's got the tour jacket on. Just like, yeah, well done. Why are they walking so fast? Purpose. Thing is, though, that scene where they're chasing and then he shoots the, the, and blows up the Death Star... I remember that scene more than any other scene in this because I remember how excited I was when they did that. That's great. So exciting. That's nice. Mark Hamill, Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher always get, all get equal billing at the end. That's nice. Yeah. That's well, nice. well, that was a treat. So we have now watched Star Wars Episode 4, A Phantom Menace. <laughs> <laughs> did we really watch it? <laughs> yeah. Um... Yeah, there we go. Episode four, Star Wars. Where you going, Jimmy? Hmm. Where you going for a week? Leave it running. This is how this is how we're doing. Like checking our prostate now. Just checking whose flows. Like (laughs) (laughs) I'm just I'm just gonna press stop, Jimmy. Do it. Post film chat. So there we have it. Episode four, Star Wars season finale. Yeah, we enjoyed that. Oh, I mean, there's something magical about just having a film like that on in the background. Yeah. I mean, we've been, a couple of our friends have said, you know, what, so you just talk over movies. And yeah, effectively we do, because otherwise, what are you going to get out of a podcast? Yes. So we watch the film, we talk over the film, we know the film. You're like, if, if you're listening to this, 
you know it. We don't have to be going over the story beats. We don't have to be drawing... Like, we drew a lot of attention to the shoddy CGI in this. With, with something like this, that's so iconic. You hit the nail on the head when you said iconic. This is a pop culture behemoth. Yeah. There isn't much bigger than a Star Wars film. And the fan base is global. Yeah. And it's huge. Uh-huh. And... As much as like we've made jokes about all oh, the gatekeepers of Star Wars, etc., there's a reason why they're there. They're there because this is something that deserves to be loved. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a very clever story based around a fantastical universe and worlds and yeah that needs to have that respect. Yeah, okay. So you just said that like it it, it needs that respect. It's all now done with Disney's acquisition of um, Lucasfilms, however many years ago that was now. Everything that used to be canon is now shot. They're keeping the bits that they want to keep. And so, uh, what other media franchise in the 80s had um, had its own books and expanded universes and everything? It was the MCU of the, of the fucking day. When they're on the Sand Cruiser, there was a robot who is being junked. That robot had its own story. This is how much everything got delved into back in the day. Like, But we spoke about this in the film, and it's not necessarily... We spoke about it when they bumped ahead. Like, as an overarching film, it's a good little story. Yeah. But we don't need to know why that guy has walked off to the left and now he's doing a piss up a tree. Or, yeah, know. no, absolutely. But, okay... I think there's a difference between the fandom being like, we're, we're creating this, and this is a story uh, from this robot that we can all clearly see. We're calling him Fred. Um, we're calling him Fred. Fred, who you can see in the Junker ship. Uh, in the, in the, the Junker ship. The, the Junker's ship. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love the fact that that sounded very much like you said Junker ship. <laughs> In the in the in the Jawa's ship, um, <laughs> stop saying technical. Words. In the Jawa, in the Jawa shit, um, <laughs> Jawa shit, Jimmy. It's a season finale. Put yourself together and be more, more professional. <laughs> professional, we can do this. Um, God, Jim. <laughs> do you know what? Let's put the room on. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> moron. Um, no, uh, Star Wars for me is always going to be a fun film that gets popped on. I see it as a bit of a Sunday afternoon film. You know? Yeah. It's one that you've had your big dinner, you've had your family time around the table, and then you go over to the telly, you put the telly on, and, oh, look, Star Wars yeah. is on, and you sit down. And, and everyone will be keen to see it. I think with Star Wars, you have to respect the fan base in the same way that oh, you yeah. have to respect Star Trek people that like Star Trek you've got to respect the fact that some people passionately love them yeah and so even though we're being quite glib about it and being like you know I've mentioned several times about the bear you know that's Chewbacca (laughs) it's a bit at no point am I trying to be disrespectful to people that love it because I, I do enjoy Star Wars for sure I have got one fact that I didn't get into the film, Jimmy. I'm going to end this section with this fact. Please. We're not going to have a big old chat about it. I'm just going to throw it out there. James Earl Jones managed to record all of the Darth Vader scenes in two and a half hours. I thought you were going to say in one day. In two and a half hours. Two and a half hours. Now, what would be interesting now is to find out how much he got paid... For his role within Star Wars. Two and a half hours. So, while Jimmy's frantically Googling, we will sign off for this post-film chat section. Got anything else to say, Jimmy? (sighs) And he's Sam Neilled. Final thoughts. So, Jimmy, are you ready to give me your final thoughts? Yeah, I am, man. Yeah, do four words. I'm not sure I understand. Good. What do you mean you don't understand? It's four words. <laughs> Simple. Yeah, four words. Yeah. Uh, wars a new hope. He used one of your words for a. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. No. Look out. There's 
Dinosaurs. No, four words. Um, cultural touchstone. Still good. Bad CGI. Yeah, I'll pay that. Yeah, I think I think for me the fucking the fucking with the original like the fucking with it is yeah no one likes it. I'm not a big fan. I spent most of the time looking at bad CGI. Going, yeah, that doesn't fit in. Incongruous. It's distracting. It's 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 so fucking distracting from what you're trying to watch. This film will always be an important part of just film. It'll be an important thing to have in history Star Wars will be forever superb I'm not here to hang shit on at all it's it's amazing it's always been amazing I refer back to our last episode where you said I can't wait to hang shit on Star Wars no 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 I would never go out and say like they're my favourite movies ever like they not, never be in me top ten. Not ever. Not ever. But fuck, like, if they're ever brought up in discussion, it's like, it's here in my heart where I'm just like, I love that. That's it then, I guess. It comes to the end, Jimmy. Yeah, we are. We are at the end of, of our season. So, um, from from both me and Rich, I think we'd really like to say, you know, thank you for whatever time, whatever amount or level of time it is that you've invested in this show thank you from the bottom of both of our hearts yeah i'd like to reiterate that like it it's been a lot of fun for us to do we when we started it we didn't think we'd get 10 episodes done and dusted and put out there let alone have the feedback that we've been receiving so thank you so much and we are going to be discussing our series two when jimmy gets back from australia um, yes, yeah, so, oh, I clapped. Look at that, last episode that I've turned into you. You've caught the clap. I've caught the clap. Um, so, <laughs> if you want to email us, Rich and Jimmy, watch your film at gmail.com, yeah. um, at Rich and Jimmy for all our socials, mm-hmm. and thank you so much for listening. Sign off. We need to sign off. Should be quite straightforward. <sighs> Wouldn't it be like, keep Luke, I am your father, or something? Was that this one? I wasn't watching. Every episode we have a sign-off which is relevant to the film that we've watched. But I think as this is the season finale, Jimmy, I think it needs to be keep listening to Rich and Jimmy watch your film. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. Keep on listening to Rich and Jimmy watch your film. I'm Rich, signing off for Series 1. And I'm Jimmy, signing off for Season 1. Rich, put your penis away. I know it's really good and it's really impressive, but just tuck it away, mate. Doing the last bit. General Kenobi, years ago you served my father in the Clone Wars. Now he begs you to help him in his struggle against the Empire. I regret that I am unable to present my father's request to you in person, but my ship has fallen under attack and I'm afraid my mission to bring you to Alderaan has failed. I have placed information vital to the survival of the Rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. My father will know how to retrieve it. You must see this droid safely delivered to him on Alderaan. This is our most desperate hour. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi.